0: Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to the Salty Sister podcast, the podcast in which we learn how to live a balanced and happier life as young muslims in this crazy world. It's a beautiful day, let's make it even more beautiful, inshallah. Hi there, welcome back to the podcast, thank you for joining me today. How was your week? How is everything going on? for me, all good, alhamdulillah. It was a, let's say, an eventful week in terms of emotions. And another thing that happened as well is that a popular influencer removed her hijab, which has brought back the polemic about Muslim public figures and how they influence the new generation when it comes to religious practices. I don't know if you've seen that. There have been many of our sisters um, on social media who are very popular removing their hijab recently. I have to admit that whenever it happens and they post their first picture scarfless, I cannot help but read the comments that come with it. Do you also do that or is it just me? I don't know. It's just interesting to see how disappointed followers can be because they express how the sister in question was a role model for them and how she inspired them to keep wearing their own hijab. So today, on this episode, I wanted to talk to the sisters who are currently struggling with their scarf and who are wondering if they should remove it or not. Alhamdulillah, I've traveled enough to see how the culture of a country impacts the reason why we start wearing the hijab and the way we wear it. So, let me share the context of my story when it comes to my scarf maybe you'll feel grateful for being born in your country or maybe you will just relate to what i'm saying and will feel less lonely so as you guys might know i was born and raised in france from moroccan parents and alhamdulillah they made sure that islamic values and practices were part of our education completely the thing is i only started feeling connected to allah when i was 20 I was living alone, 400 kilometers from my family for my studies. So, it kind of happened in secret, like... <laughs> of course I was not ashamed of starting to practice, and and I'm sure my parents would have been happy to know, but I really made it into something personal. So that's when I started praying with consistency, and I really grew an interest for tafsir, hadith, the sirah of the prophet, peace be upon him. It's like I always had faith, but I was just missing practice and knowledge, so I did that work then. And to be honest, it only took a couple of months for me to start thinking about covering myself. I was worried a lot about how it was going to change my life. But um, that desire of wearing a scarf became stronger with time, so I decided to ask my university's director if illegally it was possible. And for some of you guys, this might sound really weird, but in France wearing the hijab or as they officially call it, external signs of religion, <laughs> it can be forbidden in some places. So I grew up almost never seeing a Muslim woman wearing a hijab at work. Like for me, it would be weird. If I, I, I can't even recall the time it happened. Especially where I grew up in a rural area, you would never see a working woman wearing a hijab Whether it was in the public or the private sector, by the way Even my mom as a cleaning lady had to swap her hijab for a bandana every day For the record, I haven't lived in France for the past six years So I don't know what it is like now, but this is how it was for me back then Coming back on the subject of me starting to wear the hijab It's also good to know that my university was very small. It actually felt more like high school. Everyone knew everyone, so I was aware that if I started to cover my hair, I would become the first and only one dressed like that, and consequently the center of attention for a bit of time. I had to be sure that the law was on my side beforehand, hence me asking the director. Once I got the green light from him, I went for it. I was relieved and happy to just be able to practice my faith like I wanted. After that, I noticed that some of my professors who used to love me started ignoring me. It was kind of disturbing, guys, but I thought maybe I was the one who was paranoid, and so I just moved on. One day, though, my head teacher called me in her office in the middle of one of my classes. So I really thought that something big was happening and she needed my help or I did something wrong and I went there a bit worried but she just started asking me random questions that could have waited. And really nothing urgent. So I got up to leave the room when she was done and before I did she added Oh, and by the way, could you please remove that? pointing at my hijab. I was so puzzled by her questions. You guys should have seen my face. So I asked her, what was that about? And she explained to me that some of her colleagues were not comfortable with my headscarf. To which I answered that it was not my problem. And that I intended to use my right to wear it without caring about Professors personal opinion. You see, this is why I asked the director, because I knew this might be an option. This is how it is in France. We know that people are so hostile to Islam in general, that we have to prepare ourselves for these kind of situations. So alhamdulillah, I'm so glad that I went to the director first. What happened after is that I put up a, a strong face in front of her, but honestly, I was so disappointed. In my head, something clicked. Everything made sense suddenly. I knew exactly who she was talking about and it was one of my favorite professor But she did stop to acknowledge me in class and she wouldn't let me participate anymore suddenly So I could tell that she was unhappy with my new lifestyle change but to go as far as teaming up with my head teacher and setting this fake meeting up and and Asking me to remove it like this in this sneaky way. How petty of them. The thing is, they were both strong women with feminist values. So I really expected better of them. Anyway, this is just an example of things that would regularly happen when I became a hijabi in France. It was not easy. To get a student job, I had to remove my scarf for interviews. And when I got a position in a restaurant, I knew that I would also have to sacrifice what I now consider to be part of me for 12 hours each week during work time. My faith grew stronger though, as well as my resentment towards my country's close-minded mentality, I'm not gonna lie. I put up with the mean looks in the bus, with the security agent following me at the supermarket, with the baker not replying my good mornings. I put up with all of that nonsense because I knew why I was wearing my hijab. It was for Allah and for Allah only. I felt amazing in my spirituality, so nothing could shake that. And the reason why I'm telling you all of this is not to complain about my beloved birth country and its limiting beliefs on what freedom of practicing your religion is. It's to show you that, in religion, like in anything in life, what matters is not how you do things, but why. The intention behind an act is more important than the act itself in Islam, and we all know that, we've heard it so many times. Intention, niya, intention, intention, intention. But today I want to get deeper into that subject for you who is struggling to decide if you should keep your hijab or not. And to do so, I want you to ask yourself questions as usual. You guys know how much I love asking myself questions and how much I always encourage you to ask yourself questions as well. So why did you start wearing the hijab in the first place? Was it for cultural reasons? And by cultural, it could be family culture. So at a certain age, all the women in your family start wearing it and it's kind of how it's always been so you didn't question it I can also mean community culture so you don't necessarily live in a Muslim country but you're part of a community that has very strong practices and one of them is for women to wear the hijab at some point or it is part of the culture of the country where you live in so this is what I mean by cultural reasons I don't mean that someone has forced you I just mean that it was a natural choice because of the culture you grew up in. And if that was the case, then what could help you make it more of a personal choice? How can you regain the control over that choice? How can you get closer to your Creator so that culture just becomes a detail in your decision of wearing it? Ask yourself those questions if you are in that case scenario. Now, if you feel lost at the moment and you truly don't know who you are anymore, I know how tempting it can be to remove it to start fresh. You might be thinking that your practice doesn't reflect how you look and that it's hypocritical of you to cover yourself when you don't even pray, for example. In that case, ask yourself, will removing my hijab take me further from Allah? And open the doors for more sins or will it do the opposite? And I think we both know what the answer to that question is but sometimes we forget how much of a protection the hijab is. It's clearly not just a piece of fabric. If you adopt the lifestyle that comes with it, it protects you from going to the wrong place, from being approached by men with bad intentions, from sinning publicly because as hijabis, we represent Islam whether we want it or not especially in front of non-muslims however, when it comes to influencers I think we've given them more responsibilities than they can handle what I mean by that is most of them don't even talk about religion they're not out there claiming to be spiritual guides they talk about lifestyle, fashion, parenting So I can confidently say that I admire Dina for her sense of style. I like Amina for her ambition and her business skills. I love Haifa for her positive attitude and good vibes. And I follow Asiya for the vulnerability that she shows in her interviews. But for religious inspiration, Allah has given us the best role models. And those are none other than the wives of the prophet, peace be upon him. And the Sahabiyat, his companions. They were the best of people because they lived amongst and followed the best of us. Muhammad, peace be upon him. And I see you coming already. You're going to say that we don't have as much access to information about the Sahabiyat as we do for modern day's influences. But I want to disagree with you on this one. There are thousands and thousands of hadiths. Surely we can find inspiring ones about women there. There are also many books about the subject like great women of Islam who were given the good news of paradise. Those are the resources we should use when it comes to finding religious role models. These are the women we should look up to to practice our religion. Of course, there are no visuals of how they used to wear their hijab um, and that's why it can be tempting to just look at the influences that we have today and get inspiration from them. But a lot of scholars dedicated time to study the subject. There's a very interesting class about it on Behina.tv in which Norman Ali Khan goes in the detail of what hijab means, the different ways of covering and their origins. It's really interesting and I encourage you to watch it if you can. I've learned so much while following that lecture and I think that's the type of content that can be motivating. And it's not that hard to find those books those videos. So I really invite you to review who your role models are when it comes to your religious practice. Maybe you need different and more appropriate influences in that field. In the end, wearing the hijab is truly a journey and it evolves with time. But what matters the most is that it brings you closer to God. So if you're still struggling to decide whether to remove it or not, Don't hesitate to talk to your hijabi friends about it. I'm sure they had the same doubts at some point. There's no shame in having those thoughts. And if you don't have a support system that understands you fully, I'm always here to talk. That's it for today, guys. I hope that this podcast has shed some light on your problem at the moment. I'm gonna put the details of the books that I've mentioned and the lectures that I also mentioned on the article version of this episode so it will all be on the blog salty com, and um, really don't hesitate to message me on instagram at salty sister or to email me to salam at salty saltysister.com if you want to talk more about this subject or about anything i'm here i hope you have an amazing week don't forget that every day is a beautiful day alhamdulillah and that it's up to you to make it even more beautiful so you go enjoy your day and i'll talk to you next week bye